This is See Africa, Breathe Africa, a weekly podcast made to bring Uganda, Rwanda, and the Democratic Republic of Congo closer to you. It's moderated by a travel consultant and cultural tourism expert, Miha Logar in Rwanda, and an Afrofusion musician, Joe Kahiri in Uganda. See Africa, breathe Africa. Gentlemen, we begin another episode of See Africa, Breathe Africa, and tonight we've got one potentially hot episode for you guys because it's one that I think many people feel very different about, and I think that there's going to be some surprising things to share for tonight. Well, my dear co host Kahiri, let me first remind you to tell us something about the song that you've played. Well, you guys can't see me, but tonight I played an instrument called the Janzi, which is a very new Ugandan instrument invented by a friend of mine called James Sewachirianga, and it's a double bowed harp. But the song that I did is called Derere. Derere is it's just a hum, so it doesn't have a particular meaning, and it talks about how sometimes the mental capacity of people doesn't match their physical capacity because they're not thinking right because they're not using their minds right even their physical potential is not being used it's a very simple song very straightforward and that's what it's all about thank you today's topic is a result of an article that i wrote a couple of weeks ago as my answer to a question coming in from a traveler she was basically inquiring with me what kind of gifts she should pack before coming here. And the question might not actually be what kind of gifts, but should we pack gifts at all? Let us first state this simple, clear question. Traveler's question. Is it right to come with gifts for children? After drafting the article, I shared it with Kahiri, and our other expert, Charlotte. And I was taken aback by how passionate Charlotte was about not giving anything. If you go to the show notes and see a link, tap that link to my article, you're going to realize that it starts with no and yes and no. Well, originally, my answer to the question of is it right to come with gifts for children was Yes and no. It was only after chatting with Charlotte that I basically ended up with two no's because she was so adamant. And that passion, that, how to say, negativity towards any gift giving is going to become a little bit more clear if we listen to the story of Charlotte 
that the voice of Santa Barbara is going to read for us now. Kibale National Park in western Uganda is one of the six Gorilla Highlands places where you can track chimps in the wild. The chimpanzees of Kibale are especially easy to access, so there's no lack of tourists in and around the extensive rainforest. On the edge of it, our expert, Charlotte Beaufoisson, lives in a wooden cottage. It's a breathtaking environment to call home, but it does come with some challenges. One of them is seeing the negative effects of tourism daily with your own eyes. Begging children top her list. Years ago on her strolls to the local trading center, she noticed that every little man or woman had an agenda. If she answered their greetings, they would all reply with, give me sweetie, give me pen, give me anything. On one occasion, a boy wanted the shoes from Charlotte's feet. She felt like a walking ATM machine. As someone with white skin, she was perceived to be a tourist and someone with money. It got to the point where she didn't want to walk that road anymore and she would put her headphones on. Oh, how she missed the birds. Oh, how she missed life's simple pleasantries. She wanted to be a part of the community instead of shutting herself away from it. However, it didn't matter how many times she ignored the children's demands, they persisted in asking. Charlotte decided to broach the matter with one of the community elders who runs a homestay. He was shocked at the level of begging that she was experiencing on her daily walk, but he had seen over many years how destructive well-thinking tourists could be. Although he welcomed the gifts from the visitors, he didn't want the children to be influenced. Not wanting them to associate the gift with a visitor, he would insist that all of the giving was done via himself or a school teacher. She further discussed the issue with tour guides and other community members. Many didn't see it as much of a problem as they rely on tourists for revenue. But did they realize that mothers who were seeing Charlotte walk down the road were themselves pushing their children towards her? The situation was so bad that Charlotte became an ardent campaigner against any gifts brought from abroad. In the show notes, you can read more about that. But now, please listen to the opinions of Kahiri, Miha, and three special guests. Ramadan Sindayagaya, a Rwandan top chef, Jolly Sinyange, a Ugandan accountant and businessman, and John Lee, the voice of Santa Barbara, in his informal capacity. From my perspective, there's, there's many angles to the thing, and I swung from pole to pole about this whole thing of should we carry gifts. I would say that the spirit of the gifting, first of all, is, is important to note, because there's gifting and then there's patronizing, and I think that those two things are different. Patronizing, I would say, is when you assume that because you come from what you regard as superior place or whatever, then what, what you have kind of gives you some sort of godlike status. But secondly, I think that there is giving that's... The giving that I think is okay is when you're sharing culture. And I think at this point, it's not just a thing of, hey, I see you, I think you're needy and also here, I'll give you this. But it comes from a place of you've met somebody, you've established some sort of understanding between the two of you. Maybe you're traveling to a place where you're being hosted by somebody and it's a very African thing to carry gifts when you're hosted somewhere. You, most of the time they'll carry food. So like uh, relatives, when they go to visit other relatives over a long distance, mostly, they'll carry things, you know, like chicken, a bunch of matoke. Matoke is like the plantain that we eat 
in Uganda or or a basket of potatoes or something and and in return the others will do the same so when it's i think when it's done in an exchange type of way i think there's no problem with that to take charlotte's point of view for a second her sequence of activities is very very simple to understand she's saying if people are giving things out and you know how it can really take place just throwing gifts through the windows etc right then children are going to develop the habit the expectation of always getting something and there is a very small step towards a culture of begging from that point of view i totally get her do we need to be as radical as she is maybe yes maybe not but it's definitely a valid perspective because begging is culturally very very tricky i agree with her perspective in a sense that when you show up throwing things out the window or just shoving things in the face of people who you you don't know you don't have any relationship with that's the only that's the first time they interface with you and you're like here's a freebie something i do agree that it establishes a certain kind of relationship that um that doesn't work either for you or for the person receiving the gift i mean you feel grand for a second uh but then the other person starts to look at you as this is a source of things so they look at you as an object and you look at them as an object and it's, i don't think it's then a healthy relationship for either so i do agree from that premise that if you do give gifts in that way i don't know whether you'd call them gifts then it's more like it's more like how you go to the zoo and you're throwing bananas at the monkey i think <laughs> let's first stop at the issue of begging from the cultural perspective so kahiri is speaking as a ugandan Rama, you as a, as a Rwandan, does your culture accept begging in any circumstances? We as Rwandans, we are not uh, encouraging anyone to beg. When someone comes to visit you, in our culture, she or he can bring something. So that's uh, in our tradition. But begging, it's another story. Rama, you have worked in West Africa as well. Have you seen any difference between our region and West Africa in terms of begging or in terms in terms of how West Africans perceive begging? So in in West Africa there is a lot of beggars. So you can't even compare Rwanda to West Africa. Like here in Rwanda government authorities are just chasing people on the roads because they don't like them to beg to the tourists but in West Africa no one will just stop people begging we also have Jolly with us he works in Rwanda but he's Ugandan by nationality do you see any differences in terms of the Ugandan and the Rwandan perception of begging when you look at Uganda and Rwanda it is almost the same perception from different people but you realize that uh, someone who is begging means they they are in need of something and uh, if you have anything that means you need to give to someone so with begging in most cases people perceive it as someone who is really needy and uh, they only beg because they expect the person to give you know there are very many beggars on the streets and uh, it's more legal which is illegal in Rwanda 
Julie, on the on the question of the perception about begging, there's another cultural perspective. When somebody has a problem that's bigger than themselves, then they can call on the community around them to help. When there's things like funerals, then people, you know, when someone has died, then people will come together and contribute to make to make the event happen, to give the the person a glorious send off. Or when there is a when there is a wedding, um, people will come together and contribute and. Sometimes people will actively seek you out. I, you know, something. It can get really annoying. Like sometimes you get a text from from a, from somebody who you hardly know, and they're asking you to contribute money to their wedding. That is that is not begging. That is a requesting for assistance. So the reason why I was bringing that up is because I'm saying there is there is a cultural perspective. So when you've come from that way of thinking, then you can think to yourself, you know what. It's normal to ask, like you've said, to request for assistance, especially from somebody who has more. For the benefit of our international audiences, I need to say something more. You get a bill of quantity that includes even the socks of the child who's going to carry a bouquet. Like it's I mean, fundraising from fundraising for each and every detail of your event and it's culturally normal but that of course happens because you also expect that you are going to get the same help when you are in that position right what a beggar cannot like like the relationship between the beggar and somebody who is giving is different than the relationship between somebody who's asking for a contribution for his or her wedding so jolly you 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 were kind of right when you said this is different, but it probably does explain the mentality a little bit. What we need, however, is to kind of change the angle because at the end of the day, we are concerned about the habit of begging that we have seen is universally disliked, developing in the young ones. The fear is that giving out gifts to kiddos is going to make them expect to get something from others and therefore in the long run turn them into beggars. That is, I think, slightly different and again a different power, power position. I, I think I agree with you 100% on that, Miha, that um, it creates a different type of relationship and you find yourself un unpleasantly stuck and probably even spoil it for other people who come because if um, if a foreigner walks in and starts throwing things around every well everyone's mentality then becomes oh these foreigners show up and they throw things around so the next one who shows up is like okay why aren't you throwing treats around like the rest of your fellow foreigners it kind of muddies the water even for the people who come after it is at the end of the day a perception problem this whole thing of there is a white person coming from somewhere, probably born into money. He has no other job here but to give. That definitely is part of the mentality. And it's helped by people giving handouts. Absolutely assisted. When candies and pens are raining from safari vehicles, that just reinforces the whole idea that that's what white people do, and I think it's problematic. 
Well, back to the the traveler's question, I've had considerable experience traveling in uh, in Africa, and specifically in the Gorilla Highlands. And I think that a well-planned, uh, well-intentioned gift can really solve people's problems. You know, whether it's a you know a used cell phone which enables someone to open a business, or a uh, a laptop which enables them to. Uh, do incredible things educationally. Those are things that a traveler can plan to bring that can really change people's lives for the better. Um, I don't think that throwing candies through the window uh, are beneficial. It's a definite negative and I've seen the impact on children who say, oh, there's a, a car coming up with some white people in it. Excuse me, I'm gonna put a frown on my face, rub some dirt on my cheeks and uh, go beg. You know, that is certainly negative. I think John mentioned something that's very important, which is well thought out and well planned, which probably means you know something about the people that you're giving the gifts to, and you've thought it through and thought about then what could be useful. Because then, yes, that can be useful. You might find somebody who's already on the way to somewhere and they just need that little bridge. I do agree that that can be very, very useful. In fact, it can be the one thing that someone needs. When I was about eight, eight years old or something, I received a gift, uh, which was a guitar. And uh, I received this gift from a Canadian lady who was renting a house that my dad owned. And so we, I used to go there and I'd look at the guitar and I'd be so fascinated and I'd pick it up. I started learning how to play it and she was, she was like, oh, you know, this, this guy looks like he's got a knack for music. And so when she was leaving, she asked my dad, do you want to have this and give it to your son? He gave it to me, I was delighted, I picked it up. The rest is history, I've been playing guitar since, you know, since then. For me, that would be an example of a well-thought gift. If we want to really think it through, then let's stop yes. at another level that I must admit, Charlotte added to the draft of my article. And that simply was, you should buy locally. Like, don't buy these things abroad and bring them here. She even mentioned the, the footprint you make in terms of our environment when you are dragging big things to, to another continent. I was much lighter in my suggestion that things could be obtained locally because I also mentioned, yes, but a differently looking notebook or a fancier pen, of course, have more value locally. She was adamant that we should be buying gifts in the Gorilla Highlands region if we want to give them out in the Gorilla Highlands region. I would, I'm dying to hear everybody's opinion on that. Um, Miha, I work with a charity called Turn the Page Uganda, an organization that was founded when I uh, retired from teaching because I saw all these textbooks in America. And I said, there is still a lot of good for these textbooks. Let's send them to Africa. But it turned out to be very expensive. And we decided to buy the textbooks from a Ugandan source, you know, give each school that we plan to support a certain amount of money and they can buy Ugandan textbooks. I recently watched a documentary about the African textile industry vis-a-vis -vis the second-hand clothes industry and a lot of African countries have what would have been a vibrant textile industry but now 
lies in total shambles and these guys were trying to relate it with um, second-hand clothes that arrived from Europe and America and um, and so they follow the path of second-hand clothes right from when they are donated because a lot of people donate their old clothes to like Oxfam or other well-meaning NGOs and so these these clothes then you know land up on a ship they come into Africa and a lot of them are sold very cheaply as second-hand clothes the African textile industries that would be producing brand new clothes suffer as a as a direct result of the market being flooded by second-hand clothes that are in not such a bad condition you know what the what the ethical challenge is with second-hand clothes like the fundamental one and we need to stress it this second-hand clothes are usually donated but then they end up with a price tag they are a gift but when they come to uganda they are priced and of course they outcompete any local production uh, i can add something i can advise travelers they need to be sure that these gifts they are dedicated to a certain people or a community and you are not able to give every child you meet because as soon as you give one child obviously the second one the second one will show up and you need to give to give him or her because you are not able to give the whole community so it's better to have a plan and talk to the local initiatives i personally always recommend that gifts should be given through a school organization church through somebody but i also understand that that removes the the kick that some people get by just giving it directly to a child well you may not get the kick but you are doing something better because a local leader is going to know much much better who in the community deserves to get something they are always organized here in Rwanda in in an area of 10 houses that are having a leader and the leader knows each and every family they will always also want to be part of anyone who's giving anything because they have to give reports and things like that so I think that would be the best way to go about it. Otherwise, you cannot just go and uh, you know start throwing gifts around to anyone you find. It, it will be called illegal in Rwanda, which is different from any other country. Kahiri, what is your take on giving through somebody or giving directly? I mean, at the end of the day, your guitar came through your father, basically, didn't it? <laughs> like you said, it takes away that kick from giving a gift but also i think that that kick is a is is a dangerous phenomenon because it's it's that dopamine that tells you oh i'm i'm so good i'm so look at what i can do just by throwing a dollar or two or something you know i think that that's not the right mentality to go about giving a gift so i i absolutely think that if you want to make a difference if you really really if your intention is really to make a difference and not just to make yourself feel better about yourself then it would be it it's it's just a good idea to give through especially through a responsible organization so another thing that has i've i've seen happening a lot is you know these organizations that paint a particular very pathetic picture of a community so as to touch the hearts of people so as to obtain money which money 
doesn't necessarily help the community mostly goes to enrich people's pockets so i'd say that even when you give through an organization you want to check it out and see what's the heart of the organization what are they doing what's their intention Kahiri, you touched on something extremely dear to me and that is that picture i mean the reason why i created the risa the wind of africa to see the world and the world to see africa and why we've been doing the gorilla highlands initiative projects when we portray kids as powerless and poor then the only way is to throw things at them but if we are instead helping a school or an organization you know helping Africans help Africans then it's a very different picture a very different power dynamic and it in all ways a superior solution well that, that kind of speaks to the point that I want to make me has when when you are feeling generous and you want to help someone you want to help them with a tool that's much better than just giving them a piece of candy and you know you don't want to create uh, a dependency that you the giver are the only solution to enhance the lives of the person who is getting the gift so ladies and gentlemen this conversation has definitely moved my own perception a little bit but the main point i hope very clear from our podcast is going to be think about it think about the consequences think about your own motivations and if it still makes sense to you then let's do it in a way that results in the biggest possible impact i would now wish to invite my co-host kahiri to finish our session with some beautiful music thank you miha thank you all for those men i think that we've shared some wonderful deep thoughts tonight so i'd like to leave us with some music you know, like music washes it down just like you have some food and then you sip on something to like wash it down when you travel around the world you carry yourself everywhere yeah 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 you want to show the people there that you that you truly truly care but you got to do it in the right way got to think about the people there too just know the world is not evolved only around you it takes everybody else too when you see africa breathe africa and see africa yeah Africa breathe Africa see Africa yeah. Why would you miss even one episode of such a thought-provoking show Ndaranya sibangunga utachigwamnyinya iwerurara mamba Follow us on Apple Podcasts by pressing the plus button at the top or on Spotify you should simply tap follow under the podcast title. We record with a live Zoom audience every Tuesday and publish the episodes by the weekend.